Hola, hola, chicas. Welcome back to La Saludable Latina podcast. I am your host, Lilia Gomez. I've created this space to share tips and pointers about women's health issues. Each episode of La Saludable Latina is made with love, support, and empowerment. Let's keep in mind that we are all sisters here to inspire, support, and motivate one another to maintain a healthier lifestyle, but most of all, to create awareness. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about anxiety and depression, and we have a special guest, Kelly Wallace. Listas? Here we go. Hola, chicas. Welcome back to La Saludable Latina. We are getting ready to get this topic going. We're excited because we all know in women, we have a variety of roles, right? right? And we always try to take care of others. And sometimes we forget about ourselves and how to take care of ourselves. So Kelly's really going to dive in into sharing her personal story with her struggles with anxiety and depression. And I'm going to just let her chime in and we're going to talk like if it's a girlfriend kind of talk. And then we're also going to address certain issues in her experiences and letting you know, chicas, that you're not alone out there. We're feeling you because we have someone here that's in the same shoes as you, but also to myself. I've got, I've had several days where I've had felt depressed because as women, we, we multitask, right? And yeah, we feel definitely. under so much pressure. So Kelly, what can you tell us about your experience with anxiety and depression? Well, I think in order to understand um, like my personal experience, I gotta kind of tell you where it started and how I even discovered that I suffer from this. Yeah, so when was, like, how early on did you discover that you had anxiety and depression? Um, well, actually discovering it was maybe in my later 20s, mm-hmm. but I I fully believe that I've had it most of my life. Most of your life? Most of my life, especially um, manifesting around puberty. Okay. You know, that that's an onslaught and a slew of yeah because you know know, puberty hits and your emotions and your hormones go like go through that teen angsty stage hell yes you're like i'm an adult you don't tell me what to do but what we don't realize is also like the emotions that go behind puberty Mm -hmm. right because just like you like my sister who also suffers from anxiety and depression like i've Mm -hmm. seen her how she grew and how it affected her life and it's something that we manage on a daily basis so from your perspective when you found out in your adult life like how did you actually manage or how did you seek help or did you seek help like right away or did you kind of postpone and delay later on well in the beginning I was a little confused because I didn't know what was going on with me I didn't know why I was the way I was I didn't know why I was acting and feeling the way I was feeling Um, it actually came out for me in grad school And um, my first semester was really, really tough because I was working full time. I was going to school full time and going to grad school full time. You know, it's it's a challenge for any normal person. It is Um, because not everything's handed to you. Like we had to work to earn our value in our education, right? Our work ethics. So when you identified Mm -hmm. that in grad school, you were already like feeling all the pressure to succeed in master school, but also all the pressure probably to make sure that you were succeeding for your self-care, but for your personal goals, really, right? Right, right. I just wanted a better life for myself. I wanted more education. I didn't like the job I was at. It was a horrible environment, um, very stifling. 
Um, I hated going to work every day. I really did. Can you describe that a little bit so our audience can get to know, like, what were some of the contributing factors when you were at work? Like, how did that affect you with your self-care and how that affected your, like, anxiety and depression as you kept moving on in life? Well, when I was, um, I was working for a manufacturing company at the time. They manufactured water units to send to, like, the Middle East and to Africa, you know, big arid desert areas um, mm -hmm. that have a lack of water. Right. And I was a sales coordinator um, slash admin assistant for a small family-run business. Now, um, the way they ran their business was very, like, military style, like, very strict. You couldn't do anything outside of work. You couldn't, you couldn't relax. Everything was, like, you clock in at 8 o'clock in the morning. You sit at your computer. You work, 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 work. You don't talk to anybody else. No breaks or anything? Um, well, you took your breaks. You okay. Because you know, by law, they have to give you your lunch break. Right. They have to give you like a 10-minute break. But sometimes we forget, mm -hmm. right? Like you're jamming right. away in the computer and you forget to take those breaks. Oh, I do that I, all the time now. I do it all the time for sure. <laughs> yeah. But back to how you were explaining. But yeah, it's just it was just a, literally you clock in at 8 o'clock, you do your work, you don't talk to anybody, you clock out at 5, you go home. That's yeah. it. It was it's no way to live to, in my world that's like no way to live maybe some people who grow up in that it's fine for them but it wasn't for me but anyways um i didn't really realize that i had something going on until maybe closer to the end of the semester and that's when i decided to make a uh, that's when i made a change and a decision to seek help and mm -hmm. to quit that job because i knew okay. it wasn't good for my health yeah so you already mm -hmm. knew the stress of the exactly. job role and just having like this strict routine that you exactly. knew like your self-care was kind of going in a direction where it's kind of like pivoting very low, right? So you kind of right. realize like this is not good for my health. So you mm -hmm. took advantage of the resources that you had on campus. Right, right. So like it wasn't good for my health. And it wasn't good for my grades because my grades were suffering. And you have to, you know, in grad school, you have to keep a 3.5 GPA yes, every semester or that else pressure you get dropped from the program. Yeah. That was... This was not like, oh, I'm going to go to college just because that's a thing to do. No, this is I'm going to college <laughs> yeah. to get an education because I want to, and you want to be there. You know? Right. I think you're that was more. Money. That's more like bachelor's degree, right? Have your fun when right, you're going to exactly. classes. You know, you can do whatever. You yeah. <laughs> but when you get into the master's program, it's a little bit different because the pressure is on, like it to really succeed. So hard. Yeah. It's so hard, and like that atmosphere. Um, while the people were great, mm -hmm. I felt intimidated. Yeah. I felt, because, um, you know, I'm I'm an intelligent person. I like you are. I think I am. <laughs> well, no, let me tell you, ladies, Kelly is a very intelligent oh, person. Like, you. once so you sweet. get to know her, it's like, wow, Kelly, you're a woman in power. I like, have my seriously. moments. Have Everybody my has their moments. moments. <laughs> we all have our flaws. We all mm. have our struggles. But that's one of the things why I wanted right. to invite you, because you can actually create this awareness in our community, mm. because sometimes women have a fear of sharing too much information. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've been there. But, yeah, like, in grad school, I was intimidated. I, and it's not that my peers intimidated me. I self-imposed that intimidation, you know, and I felt less than and, like, not equal to them. So a lot of that fueled my negative talk and my negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I remember the moment that that changing point in my life is one day I was sitting on my couch watching television, and it was just a commercial, random commercial. I don't even remember what it was. Right. And all of a sudden, I sat to the edge of the couch, and I could feel my heartbeat speeding up, and I could feel like my like I was sweating. Right. And my heart was just pounding out of my chest and nothing was going on. I wasn't thinking about anything. All of a sudden, like a random thought just popped in my head. And then like this anxiety, this feeling of just anxiousness came over me. And I felt it before many, many times, but I never really recognized it until then. And then I remember another um, commercial that I had seen a while back talking about like the symptoms of depression and anxiety. And I was like, yeah. holy cow. 
like, I think I might. I think this is what's going on with me. Right. So I immediately ran upstairs because I lived at home at the time. And I was like, Mom, I'm figuring it out. This is what's wrong with me. So I sat on her bed and I was talking to her. And she was like, well, why don't you go seek help? Because it never occurred to me. That, right. that, you know, because in society, we don't talk about that kind of we stuff. Don't. It's very taboo. Mm-hmm. If you have a mental disorder or if you need to see a shrink or whatever. Yeah, they're going to see you like a loca. Exactly. She's a loca. Like, don't go to her. They, they look at you like something's wrong with you. Yeah. You know, and it's not because your mental well-being is a huge part of your overall well-being. It's not just it your physical. Is. We focus so much on the physical that we forget to nourish our minds and our souls, you know? Kelly, you're right so. on point with that. What you just mm-hmm. said, that we have to focus on our minds because exactly. as women we tend to give care to others and sometimes we don't Mm -hmm. recognize the care that we need and a lot of the times it puts the strain and it also it's a taboo and at the same time we don't want to be looked at as like we're crazy you know exactly it's a social taboo it is a social taboo and to me that stems from history like back in the 60s and 70s when they used to have those mental mental institutions Mm -hmm. where they would put people because they didn't know what to do with them yeah you know people who had really mild disorders to very like really major Uh, mental disorders or diseases you know and if you I mean even at that point like being gay or or lesbian was considered a mental disorder and they put you away it was like a huge impact on um, a mental health disease when people were coming out Um, but we're seeing a shift and change in in today's um, mental um, healthcare field um, mm-hmm. because we're starting to recognize the symptoms a little bit earlier on right. and the societies have been a, a little bit more open about it right and I think that's that's healthy I think we need to address that in society mm-hmm. I think we need to put a, a spotlight on that because there's so many young people especially today in our world of digital technology um, where everything is showcased for the world to see yeah you know there's so many people who are um, laid bare or who are bullied or who are you know just forgotten you know, or people who just don't know where to turn. And I thank God for my mother and the fact that she also has a medical background because she she was Mm -hmm. an ultrasound tech for 20 plus years. And she recognized that. She was like, no, you need to go seek help. You need to go take care of yourself. And you know, you're, I think I was like 28 at the time. Right. So it took a little while, right? To really kind of open those doors. And and I was in denial. I was in in great denial. Like, no, I'm not this fucked up in my head right I'm sorry, we're like curse no yeah you can you can you can curse as much <laughs> um, as you want because you yeah. know we want you to be real with the audience like i okay, want the cool. audience to really connect and see yeah. like hey we probably have the same mm-hmm. woman somewhere yeah. in another state or across the world going through the same thing and she's yeah. probably thinking the same thing am i that fucked up like literally well that's what you think yeah like, i thought i was fucked in the head i really did like because i had no answers yeah so i went to the um because you know we pay for them in our fees so i went to the the health science center at school mm-hmm. and specifically the behavioral health center and i signed up for um counseling and it was probably the best thing i've ever done for myself because without this woman's help I never would have realized that A, I have depression and anxiety, which go hand in hand, and B, that um, I have other issues that stem from this. Oh. Because not only was I dealing with depression and anxiety and not recognizing it, mm-hmm. I was it was manifesting in very negative ways in my life. Like I was 
pulling myself away from people. I was retreating. I'm, I'm also an introvert, so that didn't yes. help. Yeah. And I was drinking a lot. You know, so. you, just you describing those, you know, symptoms and that experience. Like, mm-hmm. I've told you already, I was pretty open with you. I have a sister that goes right. through the same thing as, you know, depression and anxiety. And when you were telling me when you withdraw yourself and retreat yourself from certain, mm-hmm. you know, social settings, or even if it's going to the movies or going to the stores, like, I can understand that completely because mm-hmm. my sister goes through the same thing and oh, yeah. you know so when you told me about this it's like Kelly you have to come and talk about <laughs> this because there is a need there we need to yeah. bring this awareness and we want to let our chicas know like regardless of what you're going through in life just know that we're going to be here to empower you and to mm-hmm. support you because we have to keep moving forward but I also understand at the mm-hmm. time when you need to retreat yourself from certain situations oh, that we need to give you that space and I completely understand mm-hmm. because of my sister's personal experience right. with that and I feel like, I mean, I, I have an awesome set of friends. Like, I've learned to surround myself with some amazing people. Um, I don't think I'd be alive today if I didn't have the support system I have, you know. But even though they're they're very understanding and awesome, I sometimes feel that if they're not going through it, they don't understand completely that I do need that space. Mm-hmm. Because in their mind, they're like, oh, you're feeling depressed or you're in a, you're in a mood. You just need to be happy. You need yeah. to come hang out. You need uh-huh. to come be here. I don't think they understand that that takes a lot of energy to do that. You know, if I'm not already in that frame of mind, if I'm not already like, okay, yeah, let's do it, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to like kind of bring myself back to the center. Because I'm already on one end of the spectrum for that, you know, at that time, that the energy it takes to just make myself equal out, it's draining. So let's go into that because you Mm -hmm. described to me earlier on when we were first talking about just a random conversation like una plática like girlfriend talk you had described it takes a lot of energy and you also mentioned um you haven't mentioned as of yet right now where you used to work but Mm -hmm. you said two things it takes a lot of energy and it also takes masking into going into certain situations can you touch on that a little bit um okay so masking it's something i don't know if this is actually what it's called but it's something i call it yeah um and it does go hand in hand with the um the the energy levels it takes the energy it that you have to expel in order to seem normal. And I'm doing like air quotes. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, hey girl, air quotes will be here, okay. <laughs> seem normal, exactly. <laughs> um, I used to work at this place called PBS SoCal. I interned there when I was in grad school and then I ended up getting a, um, a part-time, like temporary position from a contract or something like that, I don't uh-huh. remember. But it was at a time in my life where, again, I was still kind of going through like the deepest parts of that depression. Yeah. And it affected a lot of my personal relationships and my work relationships. And so um, I remember somebody was telling me, I think it was somebody who works at PBS SoCal. Okay. And he also has, he has worse depression than I do. He has severe, severe depression, but he's an on-air anchor, you know, so he's learned and I was learning from him like, hey, how do you do it? Yeah. You know, and so we would have like hours of conversation and he was telling me, like, you have to just put on that mask. You have to just make yourself right when you go in. And that way you just go in, you do your work, you focus. And then when you go home, you can retreat into yourself. I don't know if that was the best advice at the time, but it's what I took. So literally every day I would get up in the morning and I just would drive to work. And I would be like all those negative thoughts would be in my head. Um, and I just didn't feel like going to work, but I went, you know, because it's like two days a week. I'd show up, I'd go into the elevator, go up to the third floor, and I'd get to the door where you have to put in the punch code to go into the main, like, cubicle area, and I literally would take, like, a minute and just breathe, and, like, you know, breathing 
is a good technique because it helps you to focus. It's like, you know, it's part of yoga. It's part of mantras. It's part of like, I think even like Buddhist life, you know, just because yes. your breath is really connected to your body. Mm-hmm. And I would close my eyes and I would like tell myself like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just smile. Just put on a face. Just get through today. You know, yeah. anything to like kind of make me feel not so much empowered because I wouldn't say it was empowering, but just to kind of get me through it. Do you almost want to say that will make you feel almost normal? Like just to feel normal? I never like felt normal. For other people to just have mm-hmm. that perceived, oh, she's, you know, maybe the normal perception Kelly. Of normal, yeah, normal, like the normal, normal uh-huh. normalcy. Yeah, normalcy, right? Like normalcy, right? Yeah, like the perception yeah, yeah. that you're coming off as, like, oh, it's just Kelly, exactly. you know, just another day exactly. is coming by. But I mm-hmm. completely agree when you're saying, like, because we all have our days as women. Mm-hmm. Like, there's days where we're just like, fuck, I don't even want to go to work today. Right. I don't want to deal with oh, certain people. Like <laughs> I, think, I think we were talking about that um, lately because at work, because we have, you know, the work environment. We have place. very demanding jobs. Yes. You know, very demanding um, circumstances and jobs and the people we work with. I mean, they're amazing people. They're great yes. people. But it's just, I think, the nature of our, our work it's, in healthcare. It's so. exhausting. I'm it not going to lie. It's <laughs> exhausting. But, you know, mm-hmm. we see where our passion grows. And mm-hmm. we're here today because just having these normal conversations or typical conversations, should I say, when it's just a girlfriend and girlfriend kind of talk. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't open up to Kelly till like after I left my previous <laughs> department. I'd be like, girl, let me let me tell you how I've been feeling. <laughs> and then that's when Kelly was able to like open mm-hmm. up to me, too. And then we just kind of connected and yeah. we were able to be open with one another. And, and a lot of the stuff, too, mm-hmm. like we didn't pass judgment. You know, you know, as females, we do pass a lot of judgment on certain. Oh, females are the worst right? when it comes to judging, and I, I can't. We're very catty, man. Like, you know. And we're, we're when we're tearing each other down, we yeah. need to really be building each other up because yes. the world already te- tears us down as it is. Yeah. You know, not just the world, society, men. I hate to say it, but yeah. men tear us down too. Mm-hmm. They pit us against each other, and in other women, you know, instead of like attacking each other we need to be supporting each other and most of all uplifting because exactly. i'm a true believer and if i come across an individual that needs to be uplifted mm-hmm. like and i'm also a true believer that god per- puts me in a certain place at right. a certain time or sends a person a certain way in my cross past for a certain reason mm-hmm. so i'm also a big believer on uplifting that individual because although you're also going through some personal issues in your personal life, sometimes you, you don't even know that maybe God's sending you that person for a reason in your life. I believe God uses right? us for reasons. In mysterious ways, right? Exactly, because yeah. that's, been, that's been kind of the theme of my life. I've had angels, mm-hmm. you know, people who have just shown up. Yeah. And they become important parts of my life. And I just, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for certain people. You know, I really wouldn't. Like the encouragement, the love, the support that I have from these these pretty much angels yeah. to me, you know, and I have a really good friend who um, I met at another job when I was living up in the LA area. Yeah, she um, said something to the effect of um, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Oh my God, that's so pretty! Yeah. Like it's a wonderful quote, but also at the same mm-hmm. time, you probably dissect those little things like you do. Huh, why? You, you know, because yeah. you go critically you think about analyze the people that come into your life and um, are, how long are they there? And but while they're there if it's even if it's a short time like what kind of impact do they have yeah so I've had people like that in my life and especially during the time where I needed them the most you know during these depression times but kind of going back to what you were asking me about the masking yeah um, when I would go in the reason why I would do it is not so much just to get me through the day but so people wouldn't ask me questions because that's even more exhausting yeah when people are like what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why aren't you happy? Smile. 
it's a yeah. beautiful day. Da, da, da. I just want to tell you, you know what? Just fuck off. <laughs> you know, get out of my face. <laughs> like, I can totally understand that running. because <laughs> I feel like when people do ask you questions, you mm-hmm. get more stressed out, or you, you get more, or you get more like emotional. Like, mm-hmm. stop asking me because because then you just want to cry. Sometimes, exactly. Like, there were times I would sit in my cubicle and I would just want to. cry cry or I'd go to the bathroom and I would actually cry yeah. but I'd have to find a bathroom that nobody was using yeah you know because nobody wants to have an audience while they're bawling their exactly. eyes out exactly. so I would go all the way down to the first floor where there was like nobody and bawl for like 10-15 minutes and then come back up after I've like rinsed my face off and like pretend like everything is okay yeah you know I, I even to this day I carry visine in my purse <laughs> and I have allergies too you know. so it's like a dual it's a dual thing you know, I think we all do that. Whatever mm-hmm. we're going through in life, I think we all take moments where we hope that people don't ask tons of questions oh because God, yeah. your emotions and your feelings go into play and then you start getting really sensitive and then you start feeling your eyes getting all watery oh and you're like, God. don't cry, I, don't cry. You know, just, I'm an easy crier too. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm, I'm emotional, I'm an easy crier and that's the worst because then I feel like I'm not strong, you know. But I've had to learn that crying doesn't make you weak. It doesn't show weakness. Exactly. It's actually a strength to cry. It is because you you're know? you're allowing yourself to let your emotions get out well, and express. Here's something right? my therapist told me about crying because I had a fit one time during grad school. Um, I did a. I have social anxiety too, to a certain like to a certain degree, and I also um, have a fear of speaking in public. It's not as big as it is as it used to be because I've done it so much now that I've gotten used to it. But um, during grad school, I had this one presentation with a group, mm-hmm. and I froze in the middle of my part. And one of my teammates had to kind of help me out, and I felt so inadequate. And when I got home, I was just so depressed and just so my my anxiety was spiking, and my depression was just like running through my head, like, "Oh, you're not good enough." Mm-hmm. You're a piece of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was just this horrible negative self-talk to the point where I was bawling on my bathroom floor. Yeah. And then so I had a um, I had a counseling appointment, like, a couple days later, and I went, and I told her that, you know, I opened up and I told her what happened. And she's like, why do you feel that crying is a bad thing? And mm-hmm. I was like, because it shows weakness. And she's like, no. She's like, think about it this way. It's like a wound. If mm-hmm. you keep a wound closed and it doesn't allow the poison to escape, what happens to your body? Oh my it God. It poisons you, right? Yeah. And you kind of like start to die. Yeah. She's like, what you have to do is you have to let the poison out. And that's what tears can be. Tears are like poison. They come out of you and you release that from your body. It's therapeutic. It's cathartic, you know? Oh my God. I'm getting chills just hearing <laughs> Kelly say this because, you know, uh, as a woman, and I think also because we get um, gender identified roles at a very young age that mm-hmm. when women cry, it is considered a weakness. A like weakness, if yeah. a man was to see us like, oh, you're just so weak. You cry all the time, you know, right. like and they don't understand that we're actually stronger because we're letting our emotions out like that exactly. poison that we have inside. Exactly. And guys don't show that because they're raised to be like. But it's society. Tough. Exactly. It's society putting that on to men. And putting those gender roles mm-hmm. onto men and to women. Women are weaker because we cry and because we're, you know, we're we're not as strong as they are. Yeah. But here's the thing: women are so strong. Oh, we are so women. Much I feel strong. women are stronger than men emotionally yeah. because we do cry, mm-hmm. because we do know how to share our emotions, mm-hmm. because we do know how to express ourselves. And I'm not saying all men don't. Right. You know, I'm not trying to generalize. That's not what I want to say. But because of what society puts on us, that's just what we're made to see. And that's how we're made to 
feel. Preach on, Kelly. Preach on. (laughs) So So. going back to when you were saying you were masking at work and trying to, like, get through the day, you also mentioned the energy levels. Can you describe a little bit about your energy levels so people can have a better understanding, like, when you have anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. how your energy levels fluctuate? And you mentioned another thing, too. Mm -hmm. Your menstruation. That Ah, taps into the women's health. So talk a little bit about that as well. Um, Okay, so the energy thing. Energy is transferable. We all know this, right? Yes. Right now, it's good advice right here. It's all good advice. You have those people who are energy suckers, Uh or what I call energy vampires, and you have those people who are just like energy givers. Right. You know, and sometimes you can feed off of people's energy, and it can either pull you up or pull you down. But when it comes to, like, my experiences with depression and how energy affects me, I feel like my depression kind of sucks my own energy. Like, I'm a vortex and so I don't want to be around people when I feel like I'm a vortex because I don't want to affect somebody else's energy, you know. But going back to work and having to put on that mask and trying to kind of sub- subdue that energy, that negative energy that I'm feeling, it takes a lot of internal energy to do that. Oh, my God. It really does. And so by the end of the day, I'm exhausted because, you yeah. know, your mind is, is really working overtime work. mm-hmm. in order to keep yourself quote unquote normal and then you're on work on top of that right and And then exactly your stressors of work Mm -hmm. going to meetings dealing with clients whomever your you know your your base is so by the end of the night i would just be like i'd pour myself in the bed because i'd be so exhausted you know Mm. and the next day i'd wake up drained again because not only does the energy suck it out of you like throughout the day but then you can't sleep at night yeah because insomnia comes into play and your mind is (laughs) racing and I'm just like, I've had insomnia forever, for as long as I can remember. Yeah. You know, it, Same here, girl. I feel you. I had insomnia yeah. last night. I didn't go to bed till almost 2 in the morning because I was thinking of girl, so many things. I would be up until 5, 6 o'clock in the morning some days and then sleep for four hours and just be exhausted the rest of the day. Yeah. So, you know, it just it it's a vicious cycle that you go through. It really, really is. So having that share that, you know, it's you describe it as a vortex where you have mm-hmm. to um, not give that energy out, but also work your inner energy. Mm-hmm. What were some of the self-care tips that we, you would like to share with other people um, to be able to manage your anxiety and depression? Because we talked about previously, like I've previously mentioned, like how do you overcome? And you mm-hmm. told me it's not overcoming, it's managing your anxiety right. and depression. So can you describe to us a little bit what are some self-care tips that you do that might help someone else out? Yeah, definitely. Um, but let me go back because I think you asked me about my menstruation. Oh, and yes. How it affects. Si, chica, uh, si. <laughs> well, it does because when you're, you know, when you're, when it's that time of the month for a woman, your energy levels are already low naturally. Oh, and your yes. hormones are already kind Brr. of like. We're like. Brr. Brr. <laughs> and, you know, depending on who you are, you either like. You, you can be like a bitch on wheels or you could be like just very low, like low key, like, eh. I think we all bitch on wheels when we get in yeah, our menstruation. I I'm not going to so. lie. I'm on bitch <laughs> on wheels too when I get my menstruation. But that right there is sucking even more energy, yeah. you know, because you're already like you're losing the blood and like the iron levels are low. And so, um, you know, it's just taking more out of you. Yeah. So that I, I do find that when I'm in my bouts of depression and if it's around the, my period, uh-huh. I, I, it, it's more exhausting for me. Okay. You know, so I know earlier today you asked me if I was, you know, I, I kind of told you, I was like, no, no, I yeah. finished. I had to ask because sometimes, you know, we never realize that when a friend's on her, like, barely starting or ending her menstruation, mm-hmm. then the other one starts, right? Right. And also, too, I've noticed now because 
you know, I love being in my 20s, but now I'm in my 30s. Oh my and God, I notice yeah. how much <laughs> physically my body is changing. And that's yes. why we went into asking Kelly about how does that relate with your menstruation, depression, and anxiety? Mm-hmm. Because hormones plays a big role as a woman in our bodies. Because believe it or not, Kelly said, we're strong women physically, mentally, but also too because we menstruate. Like, Thank you. And we're badasses because we do menstruate. And we still have to work. We still have mm-hmm. to do our daily routines. Exactly. Yeah. Our uterus could be falling out of our seriously, <laughs> and we still have to show up to work. That's true. Run meetings, fix everything for our bosses. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes us badass women. I agree with you because I, I can <laughs> remember so many times where I did not want to be at work, and I've also noticed with me mm-hmm. personally, like a little bit off the topic, but my menstruations have gotten a lot heavier. And yeah. sometimes when I'm at work, I'm like, I shouldn't even be here right now. I have really right? heavy menstruation. My cramps are out of whack. My hormones are like oh, yeah. pivoting everywhere. And oh, girl, t- I got I, I got issues too. Um, and that's a whole other topic, a whole other <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh yes, we're definitely gonna be inviting <laughs> Kelly back for that section because we need to talk about our menstruation mm-hmm. and how it affects it in our daily lives. But right. going back to your menstruation and anxiety and depression, how that all roll mm-hmm. into play, and you notice that obviously because your hormones and your emotions and feelings were also playing into them. They're very heightened during that time, and so if you're going through about a depression those emotions are going to be heightened as well. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're going to be, you're going to feel them a lot more intensely. And that's just, I'm just speaking from my personal experience. I don't know if any other women feel this way during their, their I period. think there's going to be plenty but of women I'm, who are going to be sure like, oh, are. my God, girl, I feel you. Yes. You hit it on point. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not alone. You could be right. describing feelings that someone else is having, but no one is sharing those feelings because, once again, we don't talk about we it. We don't talk about it. Exactly. And that's why we're here today, to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take on my, my period right. and depression. And you also talked um, about a little bit. We, well, we already went into masking, mm-hmm. right? So what will be some self-care tips? Because you talked about self-care hey. tips. So I kind of want to have you share that with our audience, saying mm-hmm. what has worked for you in the past and what hasn't worked, and how are you moving forward today? My self-care tips are, um, you know, as women, like you said, we put, we put others first, our families, our kids, our husbands. Um, siblings, work. work, exactly. The clients put, at work. <laughs> we put everything before ourselves. Yeah. Um, for me, the one thing that I've been able to do is appreciate my alone time. Oh. I have way too much of it, and there are times where I just want to be around people, and so I go and I, you know, I reach out to friends like, hey, let's go do something, let's go do that, or mm-hmm. if nobody's available, I'll go out and you know do something on my own. Yeah. Um, but there are those times where I really just want to be alone. Yeah. You know, and I go and I'll get a bottle of wine, I'll get some cheese, some salami, whatever, to make myself feel like, oh, I'm going to have like a little wine and cheese night tonight. Oh you know what I mean? So I have those moments um, where I, I indulge my cravings. Yeah. Um, and then like today, I'm going to go to a movie, yeah. you know, on my own. And people are like, how can you go to a movie by yourself? Don't you? Isn't that like, aren't you scared to do that? And I'm like. Are you going to sit and talk to your partner during the movie? I mean, really? You're you know afraid what? to go to the movies by yourself? I'm a little selfish because mm-hmm. I've never been to the movies by myself. But it's very I therapeutic. I want to it. actually start trying it because mm-hmm. I think it wasn't too long ago I was taking my car for an oil change and I had no one to give me a ride. I ended up walking, taking the bus, taking yeah. the bus, and then... From there, I actually ended up like walking yeah. to the movie theater to see if I can catch a movie. And then I just walked away and said, I don't know if I can really do this. And I don't know why I, ha- I was struggling with yeah. that. It's not, you know what, it's, 
it's not as hard as you think. It's just so easy. My mom does it all the time. Like, that's her thing, yeah. you know? And I used to be that way, too, when I was younger. But I just kind of fell off of that. But once in a while, I'll go to a movie by myself. You know, it's nice to kind of, quote, unquote, date yourself. Oh, my you God. Know, take yourself out. Do something nice for you. Like, say there's a movie that nobody else wants to see. What are you going to do? Wait till it comes out on Redbox? That is so true. And you know you what? Know? I miss a lot of good movies because of that because I didn't want to go by myself right. or I had no one to go with and then the movie when I wanted to go and see it it was already not it's in already, theater exactly. it was it's like gone and I'm I was like, like yeah Fuck. you can see it in Redbox and everything but the whole theater experience, experience you know sitting there with the surround sound and everybody else and my thing is like you're not going to sit and talk to your friend during the movie although I do it sometimes to annoy my friends <laughs> um, just for fun so but I enjoy going by myself because I don't have to worry about anybody else but me Ah, that's my self-care tip. So, or, or like, I know some women love going to get their nails done or yeah. getting their hair done. You know, and most of the time they go by themselves. Yeah. You know, because it's a thing they do for them. It takes so, forever too, though. Like, getting your nails and hair is like almost half the entire day. It, it really does, you know. And to me, that's too exhausting. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like, I go every six months to a year and then the hairstylist is like, how long has it been since your last haircut? Girl, I haven't seen a hairstylist in like three years. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to maintain my hair more, but I'm trying. Yeah. But any other tips that you do? Um, Really just find what you like. If you have some certain hobbies indulge those hobbies you know learn if there's something you want to learn like learn how to surf like that lady oh my god so yes i have to mention ladies um we got invited to susan g coleman san diego chapter gene screens and the decisions we make and we had the opportunity to cover the cocktail hour and kelly and i it was like a good experience because we had some survivors that we actually talked to that hopefully we can make another podcast out of the Mm -hmm. social hour that we went to to create awareness about breast Breast cancer. Breast cancer. And breast health. Um, and also mm-hmm. we got to take a tour of the mammogram mobile. That was pretty cool. Oh, that cool. was pretty awesome, yeah. actually. So how did you feel in that moment, being, you know, that mm-hmm. you manage your anxiety and depression? How did you feel in that moment? So other people can understand, like, mm-hmm. you're going to have your good days, you're going to have your bad oh, days. Like, what were you feeling at that point in time when we did went into, like, because obviously it wasn't mm-hmm. a small gathering. It was a pretty big gathering. Right, right. Well, I do things um, to kind of push myself outside of my, my, my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, that's part of my self growth and my self journey that I want to do. Yeah. So I kind of talked about like how, how I don't like to speak in public, yeah. but in my current role now with healthcare, uh-huh. I've had to, I've been thrust into those roles where I do trainings and I give presentations and, you know, in front of, I think the largest group I did was at our Logan clinic in front of like yeah. 90 staff members. Wow. I mean, it was, yeah, it was terrifying, but it was also very liberating at the same time. So the more I did it and the more I do it now, like the less it affects me in a negative way. It's actually kind of empowering. Yeah. Um, so when we were at the Susan G. Komen event, um, I'm not the best at networking. Mm-hmm. And so I, I use that as a kind of a, not an example, but more of a, um, an opportunity to learn how to network properly. And it's just something natural that, you know, you just flow. Like, you're great at it. Like, I watched you and I was like, dang, this girl, she's on point. Look at oh, her. Oh, thank you. You know what? It took me to tell. It's, mm-hmm. it's a skill that I had to learn. And I have to be thankful for mm-hmm. all of my previous work experience to right. really put, putting myself out there. Because just like you, sometimes I have the fear, like, how are people going to perceive me? Exactly. How you do know? people take you? Like, do you yeah. come across as awkward? Because I always feel like I have this awkward vibe in yeah. the beginning. 
you know, so people get to know me. And so I, I kind of use that event as a way to just practice. Yeah. You know, because I'm going to another um, business seminar in mm-hmm. May. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to the same one last um, last July. And I met some amazing people. And I got a chance to network and speak with people and kind of come outside of my comfort zone. But I'm not quite there yet. So I'm just going to keep going with it. Yeah. You know, pushing myself. Go for it, girl. Just keep pushing yourself. I don't want to stay in my little box. I don't want I don't want to let depression and my anxiety, because my anxiety gets high. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in those situations, it, it raises for sure. But I don't want those to define who I am and keep me where I don't want to be. Go, Kelly. You, you can know. do it. You know, you can push and keep thriving forward. You know, um, when I invited you out, you were pretty natural at it. So we are already yeah. thinking of partnering up in some projects. And oh, I'm really yeah. super excited about that. But I want to thank you yeah. for your time and being able to just come and sit down and share your story. Because I think it's really going to help a lot of women that are in the same shoes as you are. But not yeah. a lot of women are talking about it. So I do appreciate taking the time today on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can convince her to stay for a little barbecue, but I know she wants to go see her movie, so I'm not going to, you know, Although that sounds interrupt delicious. your Thank plans. You. Yeah, but maybe next time we can get together and barbecue yes. um, and have our little social hour. Um, maybe we will do even do a social hour for um, podcast. Just have our wine and just kind of Talk about random shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was totally <laughs> yeah. I love it. So next time we're going to have Kelly, we're going to go into women's health mm-hmm. about menstruation, like how our bodies are changing, because I think that's an important topic. And because we're very close in age, we can totally relate <laughs> to this because yes. um, our bodies are changing every 10 years. Like I said, every 10 years, your body changes and we're in a, in a new chapter. Exactly. We're in a new chapter. Turn 30 and I'm like, what? <laughs> What is this? Yes, like, what happened here? Right? <laughs> but we're, we're definitely excited to have Kelly back, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions that you might want to ask Kelly, please feel free to send us an email at lasaludable at gmail.com, or you can even leave a comment, and then I'll outreach to Kelly. But this is definitely not going to be Kelly's last time. I'm definitely going to oh, be bringing her not. back. I'm excited. Like, Me too. This is awesome. Okay, chicas, hasta la próxima. Besitos, adiós. Mm-hmm.